heaven as your children. We have come to feed at your table. We are asking that Lord, your word would bless our hearts, transform our lives, and the glory will return to you, O God. Spirit of the living God, I ask that you will speak through me. That Lord, O God in heaven, you will empty me of self. That Lord, I will communicate with ease the things you have laid on my heart to share. That above all, O God in heaven, let everyone be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Quickly, let's open our Bibles. We are carrying on from where we left off. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. All throughout the month of September, we have been looking at the subject of growth. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been looking at the subject of growth. And so let's open our Bibles to the book of First Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy chapter 4. We are starting from verses 12 to 16. First Timothy chapter 4 from verses 12 to 16. Amen. And I'll read very quickly. Let's read together one to go. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these words, give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourselves and to doctrine. And it says, continue in them, for in doing so, you will both save yourself and those who hear you. Hallelujah. And we'll just read John 15 from verses 1 to 8. John 15 from verses 1 to 8. Together, let's read one to go. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he does what? He prunes. That it may do what? Bear much fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches and he who abides in me and I in him. Bear much fruit for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt. If you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask what you desire it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Say with me, I will bear fruit. Hallelujah. Say with me again, I will bear fruit. As a matter of fact, say it, I must bear fruit. Hallelujah. Because you see what Jesus here was saying that if you are in me and you do not bear fruits, what happens? It says that what? You are cut off. Praise the name of the Lord. But that would not be you and I in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That would not be you and I in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for those of us who are writing today, the title of my sermon is Growing Pains. Hallelujah. 
growing pains. And the key focus that I wanted to take out was in that John chapter 15 verse 2. And it says, every branch in me that, bear, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he does what? He prunes that it must do what? Bear much fruit. I remember when I used to work in the bank in Nigeria then, um, one of my bosses, he would say that the reward of good work is what? More work. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That the reward for more for good work is what? More work. At first, I used to wonder, I mean, I thought that when you do a good job, they will allow you to close early. Praise God. But he said, no, 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 no. So long as you keep doing a good job, I will keep doing I'll keep giving you more work to do. But eventually I understood that the essence of those things was to enable me to grow. Hallelujah. So you understand that in the patterns of God or in the dealings of God with the believer, you understand that the reward for bearing fruit is that what? You bear what? Much fruit. For is in fruit bearing that you and I are able to prove that we are truly the disciples of God. Hallelujah. And so for the sake of those who perhaps today is your first time in the place of victory, I'll just give you a brief recap of what we've been doing all throughout the month of uh, September. Uh, we started this month by saying that every tangible result in the kingdom of God is traceable to growth. Hallelujah. Anything you admire in the kingdom of God, anyone who you truly say, oh, I look at this person's life and I convert their results. The reality of it is it did not happen by chance. It's a proof that what they are truly growing. Praise the name of the Lord. And I said that the reason why this is the case is because growth gives you and I access to inheritance. Praise the name of the Lord. I love how the Galatian Paul was telling the church in Galatians. He says, now I say to you, as long as you are a child, Praise God. You don't give inheritance to children. Why? Because it will destroy them. Praise the name of the Lord. Take for instance, I was to be a billionaire today and God calls me home. And next thing, I bequeath $1 billion to my son. At this age of five, it will destroy him. Why? Because they don't know what to do with inheritance. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for many of us, you first of all ask yourself, am I a child? Or what have I grown into maturity? Because you see, until you mature, you don't get access to it. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember I watched um, a movie long time ago by Adam Sandler about him working. Um, his great uncle was a billionaire. And his uncle said that, you know, that before I can give you this inheritance, he wrote in his will when the uncle died that he must ascertain certain, um, should I say, um, Milestones, thank you very much. You must ascertain certain milestones before the lawyers were able to, you know, um, give him access to that inheritance. And the whole idea behind that was because initially he was very immature, very lazy, and all those things. And so he began to learn certain things that eventually, at the end of the day, he realized that he didn't really need those inheritance because he learned how to do what? Bear fruit. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here, I said again that the primary purpose for us to grow as christians is to be christ-like there's everything we do or we speak about in church here your aim as a believer should be that i want to be like jesus hallelujah i remember one bible study we we're having in church and somebody said oh you know everything jesus did on the earth he did as as god i said no that's not true praise god 
he was like a very normal man like you and I. Because you see, once you begin to attribute everything Jesus did as God, you begin to exempt yourself from doing the same thing. But you realize that it is by virtue of pursuing what he accomplished that we are being changed. That's why the Bible says, as we behold him in a glass, that we are being transformed unto what? From glory to glory. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Jesus must be our pattern for growth. And I said that, how then do we grow? Number one is that you must be intentional. Nobody ever grows by chance. Praise the name of the Lord. Or many of you say, oh, I ate by mistake. Praise the name of the Lord. No. The reason why you went to eat was because you're hungry. Praise the name of the Lord. And even when you eat by mistake, the necessary nutrients you need will be missing. And so that's why in school, they us what they call balanced diet. Because if you are going to grow as designed by God, then there must be something that must be inherent in the diet that you're taking to ensure that you grow according to God's design. Praise God. Number two is that you must be surrendered to a certain process. Praise God. There is a process for growing. In the dealings of God, God deals with thought in patterns. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that is why the Bible said that what as long as a grain of wheat abides alone, it remains what unfruitful. But except it falls to the ground and dies. Praise God. And so there's a process where you must surrender to if you are going to grow. Can you imagine that you went to school and your lecturers gave you a curriculum? Your intention is to become a doctor, for example. You say, you know what? This cost, I don't want to do it. Praise God. Or maybe in biology, I don't like biology. You know, well, let me just strike it out. After all, at the end of the day, I still want to become a doctor. Absolutely, you must be joking. The essence of that curriculum is that so long as you surrender yourself to that process, the end result is that what? You would become what you have desired to become. Hope I'm making sense. Praise God. And number three is that you must identify mentors. Because there are people who have done what you are doing or what you intend to do. And that's why the Bible says that, you know what, do not be slothful, but be instead of them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. And that number four is that what you must make that resolution within yourself. No matter what, I would not give up. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Winners don't quit. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so then we began to look at the things that will enable us to grow. How do I know? Or what are those growth indicators? Or the essence of growth is that the essence of KPIs, I explained last Sunday that, you know what, is to measure progress, is to monitor our spiritual growth, is to analyze certain patterns, to make adjustments and to ensure that we're on track. And number five is that to solve problems or to tackle opportunities. But again, I'm going somewhere with this. And I said that Paul made a very interesting observation in the church in Corinth. In Corinth, He said that when he got to the church, he expected them to be spiritual people. However, by the things he saw in them, the Bible said that what I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able to. Why? Because you are still carnal. Praise God. Carnality is only traceable to children. I remember this week, I was complaining so much of my children because children are very selfish. Very, uh, praise God. They are very selfish. You know, the last born was crying and I was telling my daughter, just wait, let me attend to someone that is crying. Just, you know, Daddy, carry me. Praise God. Because it's all about them. And so Paul was making the same observation. He said that because what? You are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, and division among you, are you not carnal and behaving like men? 
Praise God. And so the question was, what then made him come to this conclusion? And the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, that if you want to see whether you are a child or an adult, there are three key things that you must be looking out for. Number one is your speech. Number two is your understanding. And number three is your thought process. Because Paul here said that, you know, when I was a child, what did he do? He said, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I came into maturity, praise the name of the Lord, I put away what? Childish things. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, put away childish things. Hallelujah. You see, because the nature of today's message is to encourage but also to correct. Praise the name of the Lord. The essence of today's message is to correct, but also to encourage you in the journeys of life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said that for us as believers, there are key things that would help us know if we're growing. You will know that you are growing when your love for God is on the increase. Praise the name of the Lord. Because these are the things that would help you check yourself. You know, it's always good to review, to know, are we still on this heavenly race? Praise God. Because I think I said it last week, whether you like it or not, Jesus is still coming soon. He's still coming. Praise God. And so we must be on guard. And so I said that you know that you are growing if your love for God or your passion for God is on the increase. Number two is that you must begin to love people. Because how can you say you love a God that you cannot see? But yet, the brother who is next to you, you cannot extend that love of God to them. Praise the name of the Lord. And number three is that your depth for gratitude. You see, godly people are grateful people. Because you understand that everything I have, I was given. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, if you understand that I did nothing to deserve it, but yet you showed me mercy then you begin to understand the essence of gratitude. And the mystery of gratitude is that what it qualifies you for more. In my language, they say, if you thank a king for what he has done, he will go ahead and do even much more. Praise the name of the Lord. And number three, uh, number four rather, is that once you're growing spiritually, the quality of your decisions begin to improve. Praise God. If, for example, you used to fornicate before, before you came into Christ, by the reason of the truth you are exposed to, praise the name of the Lord, you begin to understand that even when I'm tempted, common sense or, or spiritual common sense will tell you that you should not go down this line. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And number five is that what? Your hunger for the word of God and for prayer will be on the increase. You see, prayer is like a thermometer. Thermometer checks your temperature. Are we together? Praise the name of the Lord. And so when your prayer life, praise God, is on the decrease. You see, I said it last week. You don't just backslide automatically. It starts from little livings. You know, it says a little living, what? Livings the whole lump. And so you must be watchful of these things if you really want to make it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we'll carry on for the business of today. What are the growing pains? Praise God. Because whether you like it or not, many of us admire the results of growth. But ask anybody who have truly grown, it was never pleasurable. Praise the name of the Lord. It was never sweet. The Bible said that every branch that does not bear fruit, 
it says what is cut off but the one that bears much fruit it does what it prunes when you are pruning flowers if it was to be i mean if if it were to be human flesh you will understand that the best way i can explain it is losing weight because losing weight is pruning you are shedding off excesses praise the name of the lord it's very easy to gain weight that's why you understand that the foods that help you gain weight are the cheapest praise god hallelujah they are the cheapest but the foods that give you long life are more expensive it's cheaper to buy chocolate than to buy a pack of apples why because you understand that it is easier to do what to gain weight and so when it talks about growth you understand that it is a painful process praise god it's a very painful process hallelujah and so then i came to the conclusion that one of the greatest challenges that I, from my little observation in the body of christ is the fact that the gospel we preach is not fake praise god however the challenge is that the gospel many people have believed or rather i will say that they have been missold the gospel praise god because you see when i mean that the gospel has been missold is the fact that the quality of christians that were seen in this day and time is more or less like wishy-washy praise the name of the lord if god is blessing me ah jehovah jireh god is good but the slightest challenge praise god you see a friend of mine was telling me a story and it's a very very painful story and i pray that the lord will show that brother mercy you know he was saying that this brother that both of them together were very on fire for god in university and they came abroad and the guy went to germany and all those things and so by the reason of the challenges and the things he observed in church that this boy went on facebook and burnt the bible you know he was recording himself praise god and was saying that you know this god is fake or whatever it is and i kept on asking myself you see like i said here a few sundays ago there is a curriculum for growth praise god if you did not do maths in school further maths would not make sense am i making sense and so i began to ask myself what curriculum did he experience that brought you to the point where you have now concluded that this god is fake to the point that you burnt the bible because you see how you are taught the gospel matters praise the name of the lord for example if you came to church or if you came to god under the assumption that you know if i give 10 pounds god will give me 100 pounds you see all of a sudden the day you don't see 100 pounds it seems like the gospel is fake but really and truly that's not how it should be and so the the basis for your christian experience matters a whole lot that's why you you understand that when you are beginning to be taught about the things about the christian faith the first thing first you're taught about the nature of god who is god because when you understand the nature of God, there are certain things that will be introduced to you that you say, no, because I know the God in whom I believed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because for many of us, you know, if we were exposed to the pains and trials that Job went through, I'm not sure many of us will stand. Praise God. Because it takes a lot 
from your place of experience to conclude that no matter what, he said, even if he slay me, that must be a place of conviction. Praise God. Because I have no other option. Even if you say Jesus is fake, I will still follow him. Praise God. Because I have, there is no other alternative. Yes, there are things that will happen to me that it may be painful. I can't deny the pain because I'm human. But when I think of the conclusion of the matter, I cannot leave the face. I can't. Because how you are taught the gospel matters a whole lot. And so we see many Christians who today, you start with God. Maybe one boy broke your heart because you met him in church. All of a sudden. Yeah, but that's the reality. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the reality. You form a conclusion that Christians are fake. Or perhaps you are looking up to one pastor. And then that pastor misbehaves. You say, oh, men of God. How you are taught the gospel matters what? A whole lot. And so the question is, are we mis-selling the gospel? Because truly, if you trace it back to the old church, if you trace it back, the church was under heavy persecution. But yet, none of them abandoned the faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that, as I said, that the foundations of many Christians have not been fortified for the harsher climates ahead. Because whether you like it or not, it's going to get harsher. Praise God. It's going to get harsher. So when the heat, you know, when the Bible says that when Daniel and the three Hebrew boys disobeyed Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible said that they asked them to turn the fire seven times. And then the reality of it, ungodliness will be highly multiplied. So what then do you do? Are you among them that will say, if you can't beat them, then join them? Praise the name of the Lord. These are pertinent questions you must begin to ask yourself. Because remember, the aim of all this is that you and I will grow spiritually. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, these are the things that you understand that if you study the dealings of God with humanity, you will understand that one of the ways through which God allows us to grow is through adversity. Praise God. There are many of us that before you didn't know how to pray. Praise God. But when the fire was hot, you had no choice. I remember then in my life, I had never fasted from six to six. I had never. But it came a day where I was accused of stealing. Hi. I was like, whatever will happen, that God, you just must answer me. And that Saturday, I can't forget it. That was the very first time I fasted six to six. Praise God. Or when I wanted to marry my wife, I had not experienced such resistance in my life. Praise God. Not from her, but family. That was the first time I did three days dry fast. Because I wanted to hear the voice of God. Is she the one or not? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But again, the result of that was that what I had grown. Praise God. That's, that's the aim of what I'm trying to say. So there are, there are peculiar life experiences that truly, it's not that God is the author of challenges. That's what I want to first of all establish. It's not that God is the author of challenges. But however, 
he allows those challenges such that what by virtue of you going through them you are able to what build yourself praise god a good example is this is the precious stone called gold the hotter the fire the stronger it is praise god and so you must begin to understand that you know someone says something here that, that, that the difference between a stepping stone and a stumbling block is just simply how you look at it and so for many of us for those of us who are not mature whenever challenges come you are quick to point the finger at god praise the name of the lord whenever you face resistance or pain god is to be blamed but whenever things are going well oh god is still good praise the name of the lord but that is not how the scripture has made us to understand it because if you look through scriptures one of the scriptures that that scares me the most is hebrews 11. you see the bible said that there were some of them who did not see the promise but yet they died and the bible calls it what faith praise god god promised them something they did not see it they still chose to believe it and the bible says that what it was faith praise god because these are the things that you must begin to ask yourself there are some people who for example they were trusting god for healing we don't know the dealings with them and god but yet they died and yet you say this god is he real or is he fake in the body of christ actually redeemed that the geo's son passed away and for many of us like me myself it shook me because this is a man who through god he has raised many dead people he doesn't even need to be there physically but yet in his own house something like that happened but you see the essence of all these dealings is the result of what god is dealing with that particular person because you cannot deny the fact that the geo has grown in that experience he has what advanced and the reality of it is you know i just encourage myself because i told myself nobody will see the face of god a friend of mine the dad just passed away uh, two days ago i was telling him i said let the only pain be that i will miss him because the glorious thing about that your father died a good old age he died a christian so the comfort of it should be that what you will see him again praise god because as much as it is painful your father does not want to come back it's the reality of again this is how we know what we believe because you cannot take me to where is better and i will say i want to come back here i'm not stupid no matter how much i love you i mean it's 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 the understanding that we have you know and i told him i said it's like someone who you took away from the village or the back sides of life and you brought them abroad and say you know what let's go back there are many people who came from poor backgrounds and they came abroad and their visa expired they ran away we see it in the olympics it happens every every time they come to represent their country the, the commission is finished and guess what they can't find them again why because i cannot go back 
Praise God. So you understand that all these things is about what? Being mature in the dealings of God. Hallelujah. And so I was saying that one of the ways through which God allows us to grow is through pain. And so perhaps you are going through pain here today. How are you looking at it? Because remember I said the difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is still a stone. Praise God. That's the reality of it. It did not change in measure or size or whatever. It's still a stone. But you will see that a stumbling block. But somebody will say what? It is my opportunity for what? The next level. So we begin to look at scriptures. To begin to see how did God do all these certain things. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll start first from Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews 6 verse 12. The Bible said that what? Do not be slothful, but what imitated of them who through faith and patience obtained the promise. Praise God. Faith and patience are the twin sisters or the twin brothers for you to obtain anything from God. Hallelujah. So you begin to see how then did they do it. We'll start with the book of James. James tells us that my brothers and my sisters, he says, count it all joy. When what? You are faced with various trials. Now, common sense. I'm going through pain. You are telling me to rejoice. Praise God. That's why Paul was saying that, you know what? That although it's painful for me, but it's for your glory. That these chains that I'm in, it is going to be what? For your glory. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. Remember, it says, be either of them who through what? Faith and what? Patience. It says, because the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. But it says, don't be in a rush. But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be what? Perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. Praise God. You see, when it comes to trusting God for something, I have come to the understanding that if I don't get it, God has something better. It's an understanding. And so whenever I lose something, it pains me, don't get me wrong, because you, you, you had imagined how life would be accomplishing that particular thing. But the reality of it is, if God did not let it, you know, I heard a man of God say something. He said, God can never mismanage my destiny. If I trust God too much, if I can say, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I trust God. Oh, no matter what. But the reality of it is if you truly trust God, regardless of whatever happens, God has my interest at heart. Because it takes understanding to say all things work together for my good. Why? Because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I making sense? And so when you begin to reflect on those things, those pain points in your life, perhaps you need to change your perspective. I always give this instance in the book of Genesis when Abraham sent Hagar away with Ishmael. The Bible said that as a result of the scorching sun and the son Ishmael crying, she put him afar off because she didn't want to see him die. And she was weeping. But as a virtue of her weeping, she could not see the well that was nearby. 
because it took God to open her eyes. The question was, that well has always been there. But you see, when you are crying, you can't see clearly. And so for many of us, as a result of the challenges we are going through, we are weeping, but we can't see the opportunity in what God is trying to do. And so we keep repeating class. And we are wondering, but God, why am I not growing? Why am I not going forward? But God is saying, if only you can just stop murmuring for once. Stop complaining. Stop lamenting. And just try and see what I'm trying to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Because it's one of the dangers that the enemy tries to use in our trying days is to get us to complain. The Bible said that what? They murmured and they died in the wilderness. So you understand that not everybody that left Egypt got to Canaan. The only difference was that those that complained did not make it. So the question is, do you want to make it? Praise the name of the Lord. Do you want to make it? Because it is complaints is what keeps people stagnated. And so if only we will allow God show us what he's trying to do. Remember, we're looking at scriptures to see how God deals with us as believers. Paul says again in Romans 8 verse 18, he says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time cannot be compared with the glory that will be revealed. You see, it's when you understand what is coming ahead that will give you the grace to endure the pain. Praise the name of the Lord. And for many of us who go to the gym, it's been a while I've, I've gone to the gym, so you can see it. Uh, praise God. But I didn't used to be like this before. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. And when you start going to the gym, maybe your first two days, it's almost like as if a truck hit you. You know, and it's so painful. But you see, if you're able to still work out through those pains, that's when you begin to see tangible results. Am I making sense? And so you understand that when you begin to see the glory, you know, the Bible said that for the glory that was set before him, he did what? He endured the cross. There's a cross for everybody to carry, whether you like it or not. But you see, when you understand the glory that is ahead, that's what unleashes the grace to endure whatever I'm going through. It's like a mother who is pregnant. The glory ahead is that by God's grace, all things being equal, she will carry her baby in nine months' time. And so when she's in labor, you know, I've been privileged to, to see my wife deliver our three children. And the pain that she went through, and when the baby comes, particularly when she gave birth to her first child, she was bleeding, but all she was saying is, oh God, I thank you, I'm a mother. And I'm wondering, but you're bleeding. She was in pain, but the joy of her being a mother doused or numbed that pain to the point where the blood did not matter any longer. And so all God is trying to make us see is, do you see what's ahead of you? Praise God. Can you see what is ahead of you? Do you know the glory that lies ahead? Because you see, pain first, glory next. Praise God. Pain first, glory next. And these are the things that you and I must begin to understand. Look at the church in the Acts of Apostles. This is where I marveled most. Because you see, one of the indicators or one of the pains to know that you are growing, this may sound controversial, but it's biblical is that you begin to experience conflict. 
Praise God. When, you, when people begin to quarrel with you a lot, it's an opportunity for growth. Praise the name of the Lord. Your, your, your schedule becomes very disrupted. I did not cater for this in my assumption, but something just came and disrupted my plans. That's an opportunity for growth. Praise God. Because when you look at the church in the book of Acts of Apostles, right? The Bible said that they said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endured with power. When they were endured with power, Paul preached a message. Praise God. And the Bible says in the book of Acts 2 verse 47, it says, and the Lord added to the church those that were what? Growing daily. The key word there was what? Added. So I'm assuming that at some point in time, they got comfortable. I praise the name of the Lord. They got very, very comfortable. And all of a sudden, look at what the Bible says here in the book of Acts 5. Because if it was you and I, you'd be like, but God, I'm doing your work. Why should you be quarreling with me? After all, everything should be going peacefully. Look at what the Bible says here. It says, and they agreed with him. This was Gamaliel now, who was telling the people that, just let these guys go. If the message they are preaching is true, you can't stop it. But if it's not, it eventually fizzles away. And it says, and they agreed with him. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, praise God. It says, they commanded that they should no longer speak of the name of Jesus and let them go. And so they departed from the presence of the council. Doing what? Rejoicing. It's madness. You are beating me. Because you see, it's your response that determines the result. Am I making sense? Now, two people can go through the same experience, but they'll get two different results. Pray to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that your response in those times of adversity is what determines the end result. Look at what the Bible says. It says, and they're rejoicing, they were rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name and it says and daily in the temple in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching jesus as the christ they were resolute you are not going to stop me from doing what the lord has called me to do now look at the result of what happened acts chapter 6 verse 7 he says, and then the word of God did what? Spread. And the number of the disciples did what? Multiplied. From addition, it became what? Multiplication. Hallelujah. And he says, and great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. What am I trying to say? Is the fact that when you begin to experience conflict, when you begin to experience because many are times when the Lord wants to bring about an increase, sometimes it comes through persecution. Even when you look at the men of God of these days, for those who have come under heavy criticism, praise God, the moment that season is over, if you notice, they multiply. You know, Bishop Oedipo will always give the example. You say that, you know, when they were in the early 90s, that there was this particular man who was a every day on the news he was insulting them but the church grew from three thousand to ten thousand because you see sometimes bad publicity is good publicity praise the name of the lord from ten thousand they grew to fifty thousand from fifty thousand we can't even number them any longer 
praise the name of the Lord. How many times have this church, and so when you see church being heavily criticized, oh, tithes and offering, all these things, those who are paying it know what they are benefiting. Praise God. But guess what? The church will keep being what? Multiplied. And so you understand that in seasons of conflict, what is your response? How do you respond to people when they are not at peace with you? When people begin to heavily criticize you for what you know within yourself that I am not doing anything wrong. That will lead me to my conclusion. Because the reality of it is some people will say that how do I know the difference when a challenge is being God trying to train me and the enemy trying to do what? Destroy my life. My answer is what? Is your response. Because you see, whether the enemy intended it for evil, so long as you respond correctly, it will work out for your good. Praise the name of the Lord. Because look at the life of Joseph. He says, you intended it for evil. But God did what? Turned around for my good. And so response is what proves whether we are growing or not. And so how do I know? Number one is that you have an inner witness of the spirit within you. Because you see, the Bible said that I will never leave nor forsake you. That even when you pass through the waters, you will not be drowned. When you pass through fire, you will not be burnt. And so even when you are in pain, you, if you really pay attention, you will hear the comforting words of the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. That is how you know the difference of your response. Because when you submit to God, the Bible said that what? The devil would flee. Praise the Lord. And number two is that what? The joy of the Lord. You see, you can never underestimate the potency of joy. Hallelujah. The Bible said that what? The joy of the Lord is my what? Is my strength. Every time the church was persecuted, the Bible said that what? They went back rejoicing. It's a mystery. You receive bad news. I remember then my wife, I told her, they laid me off from work. But she said, thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. It's your response. I remember on Friday, my father died. Sunday, I was here in church. It's your response. Because if you understand these mysteries, the devil would always lose. The devil's plans never change. His methods never change. So even if you fail it the first time, don't worry, a second time is coming. Praise God. Because only those who, don't, who are not discerning will keep repeating the same mistakes again. The devil is not discerning, so he keeps re repeating it. But if you want to go further, if you want to advance in the things of God, all you need to know is to ob be observant in how he does his things, knowing fully well that God would always, always, so long as I respond correctly, he will indeed turn things around for my good. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Perhaps this is the first time you're hearing such a message. The Bible said that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? My response is that you can build again. Because the Bible said that though the righteous may fall seven times, he will definitely what? Get up again. So perhaps you have heard this message for the first time. And within your heart, you find yourself guilty of these things. It is time to ask the Lord for mercy. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said that what a broken and a contrite heart, 
I, the Lord, will not despise. And so this afternoon, why don't you just begin to cry to the Lord for mercy and say, Lord, have mercy on me. In any way I may have murmured, I may have complained, I may have been ungrateful for the things that are going on in my life. Father, I ask for your mercy. I ask for your mercy. That Lord, you will show me mercy in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you are even here, you are yet to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible said that I stand on the door and I knock. It says, if any man will open up their hearts, it says, I will come in and I will sup with him. That perhaps you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Because that is how we grow. When we abide in the Lord, then we are able to bear much fruit. To abide in the Lord involves that you and I make him the Lord of our lives. So perhaps you are here, perhaps you have strayed in the past. And you have, like the prodigal son, you have come home. Or you have not even accepted him into your life before you may be watching online or maybe here on site today just like Zacchaeus is that day of salvation why don't you say with me Lord Jesus have mercy on me forgive me of my sins cleanse me with your blood I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary for me and on the third day you rose again forgive me of my sins oh God grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation even as I confess you as my Lord and my Savior in Jesus mighty name gracious father in heaven I thank you for everyone who is here you know the hearts of everyone Lord I ask that your mercy speak on behalf of everyone that is here but above all, O oh God in heaven, show us mercy. That Lord, O oh God in heaven, you will indeed lift us up. That we would grow into sonship. For only sons receive the inheritance. And that above all, O oh God in heaven, when you return again, we will not be missing. Among those who are rejoicing and singing hallelujah with your 24 elders in heaven.